Hey, let's go answer the bell, huh? If we just know what we're doing, work at it, and concentrate and do it. Hello, everybody. Welcome into another episode of the Patriots Podcast. I'm Sean with Ryan and JJ. Hello. What's up? Thank you all for tuning in. Please remember to like and subscribe, rate and review to support this podcast. We are coming to you uh, after championship weekend. We got the Pro Bowl to look forward to this weekend. Not, but we're going to get into some of the games that we've seen in the playoffs so far. It's been a couple of weeks since we've been on. But first, the last time we spoke was after Belichick decided to part ways with the Patriots. And I think we were all in on, we think Mayo is going to be appointed within the yeah. next day or two. And then and the very next morning, I think the news might've leaked the night before. Uh, and sure enough, Gerard Mayo, 37 years old, promoted to head coach of the New England Patriots, first head coach, not named Bill Belichick it, this millennium. Um, so, I mean, in, instant reactions, James, uh, I think I was sitting next to you when Gerard Mayo was drafted by the Patriots. So yeah. It's, it's coming full circle. Yeah, Here, it is. Uh, what, what were your initial thoughts? I know you, you knew this was going to be a possibility, but when it finally became a reality, what, what were you yeah. thinking about? Um, yeah, so it's uh, a lot has happened since then, but I'll try and keep thoughts to that day. I mean, I, it was what I expected. It's cool. Uh, um, I was happy that he's getting the opportunity listening to him talk. It seems like, you know, I know guys listen to him, which is great. You know, he's going to have that, that leadership you want in a coach guys are going to listen to him. He's going to have that drive. He knows enough about football um, that, you know, he can be successful, at least within the locker room. Now how that translates to the field. We'll see how that works. And I, I have faith in him. I do have good faith in him. I mean, and at this point where we've gone, you know, I'm excited for him to be the coach. I thought it could have been Vrabel. I was surprised that the the crafts didn't kind of put more thought into that. They really went quick and Vrabel's still out on the market. I knew they kind of wanted him, you know, with all that stuff of Vrabel getting into the Patriots hall of fame, that whole thing. But, and then my whole thing is, you know, we'll get into it, but what's happened since then and just how I don't, you know, it's kind of not clear as to, who football wise is running the shots. Is it Mayo is Mayo running the shots? Because that kind of changes my opinion on the whole situation a little bit. I just don't know if he, how he is at drafting and finding talent and building a staff. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into it. If you have to build both staffs and then there's someone, you know, the person that was appointed above him is kind of like a craft team lawyer, which is, or, you know, craft business group lawyer. Mm-hmm. that's uh, in charge of him, which might not matter that, you know, we'll see how that, what that works out, but it's a lot of uncertainty brewing around the team in the worst ways. And Mayo's going to, I'm, I'm happy Mayo's leading the charge for sure, but they need to infuse the organization with a lot of help because it seems like everyone just got promoted. Like yeah. we just had a four and 11 team, right? Bill Belichick gets fired. Everyone kind of says, Oh, it was all Bill's fault. Then all his people internally get promoted. And like, they're like, yeah, Bill made every wrong decision here. And it's like, well, that doesn't really, I know he has the final say, but you know, I don't know if that's piling on him because he left, but you know, I figured, you know, an Al Grow or the, the, what's his name? Grow would be out. Matt Grow would be out. Al's his dad. You know, there'd be, there'd be some clear cut decision-making between, okay, this guy's in charge. This guy got demoted. That guy's out. We hired a special teams coach. We did right? today, yes. Today, and that's all we've really had. So, <laughs> Ryan, I'll let you. Okay, so the first thing with Gerard Mayo, he gets promoted to head coach. I guess it was in the works, and there was a plan for him to take over in 2025. So this got accelerated a year, moves into head coaching role 2024. I don't have questions about his man management. I think that's where he's going to do best. It was with yeah. players liking him, where, you know, challenging plays, um, do we kick a field goal? That kind of thing that I'm sure he'll have a lot of people that he can rely on to, to do that, but that's a huge unknown. He doesn't have any head coaching experience. So to accelerate someone that you know, doesn't have any experience in the role is it's a gamble. Um, and now it looks like it's, it's all going to be about who he surrounds himself with. And, and one thing that's really unorthodox about this whole thing 
is you don't have a GM in place. So even if you do appoint a GM after the draft, which, you know, some reports say they're going to keep Elliot Wolf and Matt Groh in position as kind of this tandem GM thing until after the draft. I, I heard that. And, okay, so if you appoint a GM after the draft and this guy was picked by the owner, does the GM have any power whatsoever? There's a lot of red flags. Over this head coach. Um, you know, who fires the head coach? It's not the GM, right? It's It would be Kraft. So not to say he's going to get fired, but that's that's a possibility. You know, It sets for- up a lot of weird, awkward yeah. borders as to who, refer- you know, and that's what they kind of seemed like was the problem near the end with Belichick. Certain people were reporting to Kraft and going around Bill, and he didn't like that. You know, it, it, seems it doesn't like work this, like that, right? It seems like it was predetermined that this was going to happen, but the fact that we don't have a GM in place who can command respect of the head coach, even if we get a GM, is Mayo going to submit to the GM? I don't know. Um, I think Elliot Wolf will be in charge of pro scouting, and Matt Grohl will be probably in charge with his scouts over um, college scouting. It's just it's just a little unusual. And then the defensive coordinator was appointed, what, Demarcus Covington, right? Uh, Covington, who, who yeah. everybody okay. likes. Uh, he's really highly respected Internal around Internal promotion. That's that's fine, but Steve Belichick doesn't have a job. And Steve Belichick called the plays last year. And he's been defense, offered a job. Yeah, he's been offered a job. So I'm just a little confused about why he wasn't offered defensive coordinator because he didn't have that title. Technically, yeah. right? Neither I did thought Mayo. the same thing. Yeah, it's it's very it unusual split. there. Um and then I they're gonna live and die with their offensive coordinator. And and that hasn't been determined yet. And and not only that, dude, um, the names they're bringing in for offensive coordinator, they're unproven. bringing in everyone. They're bringing a lot in of, anyone and everyone. And all, like, almost, yeah, and almost all of them are Nick Cayley being thrown in there, and which is fine, but it's like, okay, so you're going to go, the guy you let go a year or two ago for Just, not much tight money, ends coach. you want to bring him in or, you know, Josh McDaniels, like we're going to rehash that thing. It seems like they're just trying to build what they had when Bill was here, but the big factor is Bill is no longer here. So there is no Bill. Right. The offensive coordinator is a, a huge concern. Dude, like, the GM? You're bringing in a lot of candidates who don't have play-calling experience. Uh, never ran an offense. Never ran an offense. You have a defensive coordinator that's never ran a defense. Yeah, like, and a head coach who's never been run a coordinator in title. Yeah, so it's a lot of inexperience in yeah. huge roles. And it's like, for that reason, I wouldn't, although I really don't want to continue the offense in this in this um, scheme, that we've been running. I think it's time for change. Um, Josh McDaniels makes a lot of sense because he's got experience in that role. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess just to say my piece on Mayo, super happy for him. Uh, he's a Patriot through and through, which is awesome. He also, when he retired, he, he did some stuff in the business world, media world, and came back into coaching. It hasn't been that long. I, I went back and looked and I think Vrabel coached for two more years before becoming a head coach than Mayo mm-hmm. has. Uh, and those were both in, at college. Those are both at Ohio state. So it's, you know, it's debatable to say who is better prepared than the other, but uh, I think he's at least in, in the realm of being prepared enough to be a head coach. Obviously with the, with the playing background and being a defensive signal caller, he's going to have the respect of the team and, and has the, the intellect, um, to command the room and, and to like set the direction of the team and, and have an experience under bill for so long is going to be really helpful there. But yeah, my, my concerns were the same thing. There are a lot, lots of times they bring in young coaches and then they'll hire like, uh, like Mike McDaniel goes in and then they hire an experienced defensive coordinator, right? Uh, somebody like that. Um, yeah, no, a wildly veteran. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know if if there are any of those offense coordinators for whatever reason. De- defensive coordinators seem to be easier to find guys with experience, particularly head coaching experience. Offensive side, it doesn't seem to be the case. But I was kind of hoping they would be able to bring in an experience, somebody with 
head coaching experience to be an assistant on the staff while also not being like somebody that could overshadow Mayo or, or like kind of undermine him. Uh, so I, I went through the list of all the previous head coaches over like the past 10 years to see who might fit the bill. And there's not many people. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, you Adam know, Jason Chase. Garrett. And I was like, fuck no, not a chance. He's walking in the building. Like Josh McDaniels is a good one. Rich Basaccia came up. I was like, Oh, maybe as a special teams guy. Uh, one I was looking at was Mike Malarkey <clears throat> as an offensive line coach. Malarkey. Yeah. Um, but his last couple stints at offensive line coach have not gone well. Mm-hmm. So there's, I mean, Doug Marone, it's not a long list of guys you would want to bring in as assistants. So it seems like they're going to have to build this thing with young blood across the board. We, we talked about DeMarcus Covington being an up, up and comer. Yeah. Uh, so happy to see him get an expansion. I, I also went and checked out defensive uh, coordinators and head coaches, good ones, mm-hmm. and which position group they came from. And almost all of them are, are secondary or linebackers. The only one that I found who is a defensive line specialist going backwards was Dan Quinn. He was the only one. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And this is this is out of at least 20 guys. Yeah. So I mean, you go hmm. Mike Tomlin, Raheem Morris, and you, you right. go through all these coaches, uh, defensive coaches, and they were all in the secondary or linebacker. Sean McDermott, same thing. Uh, so th- that worries me a little bit, but he's also he also switched to defensive line coaching pretty recently. Demarcus Covington did. So who knows if that's the only thing in his arsenal. And then um, for offensive coordinators, my, my piece is who wants this job? Who the fuck would want this job? This offense is in shambles. Well, There's no talent yeah. on it. I know you got a bunch of resources. You're going to build it out. Right. But you don't know who's going to be here. And you're not going to have a say in who gets populated on this roster. You're I just going to come into who knows what. And it's, it's like you want it, you you want to be forced Mac Jones, force fed him. I mean, there's reports that if Josh McDaniels comes back, that's a key indication that Mac Jones is going to continue to be a possible starting quarterback for this team. I mean, you, all the reports it, I'm hearing, none of it seems going in the right direction, which is you separated from Bill Belichick. Now let's go the, away from the Bill Belichick system. Not entirely. And I'm not telling them to blow up the building and get everyone out of there. I'm just saying, you know, like you're saying, Sean, like you just pointed out, some clear, fresh blood that's been in the league for a long time that kind of knows how to get their footing on making things go or whatever. And then, you know, all right, we've got something different. We've got a different outlook, a different perspective. But they're like, no, we want to keep things the same. Yeah. Well, there's nothing, that, there's nothing that change. You don't need to change much on defense. The no, offensive no. Coordinator... The defense is all set. Yeah, it's all I'm, – <laughs> I'm speaking offensive coordinator, GM, maybe – you know, those two key positions. Yeah. I like think we need, we need to change at least one of them. We are down to six candidates that are still available because a lot of guys are going back to their old team. We interviewed uh, QB coach Gerard Johnson for the Texans. Would have been a, the QB really... coach didn't even want to come here. <laughs> the, he, well, I don't know if it's they don't want to come here. Dude, well, think about what the QB coach makes versus what an offensive coordinator no, makes. That's what it's got to be like. Half a million dollar difference. At Having least, right? previous offensive coordinator on you for any team in the NFL, no matter how bad the team is, is something to put on your resume. And yeah, and exactly. I, I can tell you it's not the most coveted job, but it's still an offensive coordinator job. They don't grow on trees if you have a chance to get one. Just because he went back to his team doesn't mean that he was in the running for the job. Like they could have said, thanks, but no thanks. And then he goes, yeah, sure. Oh yeah. All I'm right. Yeah. We, Texas. we, we didn't like, yeah, maybe we didn't like him, but I, we've brought in a lot of people. 11. Is, is it 11 now? Is I think it's 11? 11. So, I mean, you know, to not find, you know, I don't know what you're looking for. Maybe you're looking at the wrong candidates. Maybe all the candidates suck. That's all possible. But regardless of what that, what that is, it means things aren't good. We're going to get, God only knows we're going to, who we're going to get, or it's going to be Josh McDaniels. There's still and some I'm, good guys out there. We have six guys available that we've interviewed already that are still available. Nick Kelly. Um, right. Yeah. Was he, what was he doing in LA? He did tight ends. In, he was still tight, tight ends. ends. Yeah. Okay. He did tight ends here. Uh, Tanner Engstrom is a passing game coordinator uh, for Detroit. Okay. T- Tanner Engstrom. Okay. Um, Clint Kubiak, who I think is the passing game Gary's coordinator. Gary's little son. For, yep. yep. For, uh, I think, the Texans. All no, right. The 49ers. The 49ers. Um, Scott Turner and Brian Fleury, who I don't really 
know what they did. And then Luke Getze was the offensive coordinator that got fired from the uh, Bears. Bears, yeah. Um, and they brought in um, Waltman? No, not Waltman. Um, Waldron. Shane Waldron. Shane Waldron. Shane, Shane Waldron. Yeah. From Seattle. So, you know, a lot of McVay tree guys are on that list. Um, I don't see any Shane previous Hansen. offensive coordinators on that list. So, again, you're looking exactly. at well, you're gonna have the guy growing into a new role. Yeah, except for and, Getsy. And doing a deep dive to get someone that's, you know, Maybe they're great. Maybe it's awesome and it works out, or maybe they're they're way over their head and they don't know how to call an offense. It's going to be. I mean, you like could bring Matt McDaniel's. Patricia. You could bring McDaniel's back. It wouldn't be the worst thing. We know he knows how to do that job. I know. I I, I would bad... bring him back if we don't go with Mac Jones at quarterback. I would love. I would love to go in like the Shanahan McVay tree direction. Um, yeah, you just you have to pick at the bottom. <laughs> But that's yeah. like Bobby Slowick wasn't a, a big name last offseason. He was some assistant uh, coach at a positional group, and and then he got elevated. Yeah. Uh, I, I just wanted to jump on JJ's point. Mac Jones is going to be on this team. Yeah, oh, yeah. Unless he gets oh, yeah. traded. Okay. Yeah. Unless He's, he gets traded somehow, right? Which is Who's trading for him? Yeah, I mean, you Dude, can make uh, people have traded for less. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Dan, Trey Lance has no resume. Granted. He was more higher talent, pick, more natural yeah. talent, but yeah. like, I honestly think you could get something for for Mac Jones. Like, Mac's got a negative resume, fourth or fifth round pick. I'd take it either for, in for a Mac Jones. I'd take that. If that doesn't happen, he's here. Yeah, he ain't getting cut. There were reports yeah. of him going over to the Jets coaches. Yeah, saying I, I really that. admire how you handled um, Zach Wilson, which you was know? what benching him just two times Being less inactive. than you. You told him he was going to be. A- <laughs> You, you well no <laughs> two times less than you got benched <laughs> but i'm saying like they told literally that he was going to be inactive they didn't tell mac jones they just fucking scratched that was the last game of the season he should have read the writing on the wall <laughs> we all knew he was going to be inactive we knew he was inactive i don't know how he didn't know yeah. but we well, said is, there's no way he's shitty of them not to tell him i mean i to think just that cut off oh. communication and be like he'll figure it out but he, who knows what he did? Maybe he was being a dick in the yeah. stadium. Maybe he said he something have. to someone. He he's going to be on this team. So he's be on this team, yeah. And if Josh McDaniels comes back and he's the goddamn quarterback, they're like, we want to bring Josh into rehab, Mac. I can see myself the third week in August talking myself into that. Hey, he oh, looked pretty good God. in preseason. God, Josh dude, was here the rookie year. I could, I can see myself talking myself into. I'll probably it. be rooting against. I'll. It'll be a very weird rooting against him, but subtly wanting us to win. I don't know how <laughs> that's gonna work. <laughs> yeah, that's a I tough just, dichotomy to hold in your head. I'm done with that. That build of quarterback. The, you know, no movement. Game manager. Fucking no. No arm strength. Uh, well, wasn't there oh, another report sense. that he hurt his shoulder or something? And it's like, oh, so why was he playing? Yeah. His his arm didn't look that much different. It's time for him. It, hadn't previous it looked seasons. a little bad, but it wasn't like it. Yeah, he was still he was making a couple decent throws a game. He would just throw pick sixes to the wrong people. Yeah, it was decisions and footwork. I mean, I've uh, never re- seen a quarterback where you were so worried that when he got into the red zone, that you were more worried about him losing seven points to the, to the other team than him scoring seven. Yeah, because you knew he wasn't going to score seven. <laughs> you knew he was going to probably throw an interception. <laughs> That's insane. To uh, to put a bow on this, so th- where the where the Patriots are at right now, they have those two guys in the front office plus Gerard Mayo. Some mixture in that appears to be the the brain trust decision makers uh, for how to go about this offseason rebuild. Coaching staff, they they filled defensive coordinator, special teams coordinator. We didn't even point out the fact Cam Accord is no longer with the Patriots. Yeehaw. Yeah, he didn't yes. get, was it an official firing or no? He just, well, he's not, not on, I mean, he's his not on the roster. He's not, you so. have not been retained. Cam. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, you know, best of luck in the future, but happy to see that you're not going to be calling uh, the special teams. Does that this mean unit. Joe Judge is fucking... out immediately too? Joe Judge. Uh, I don't know. It's so opaque on who is still signed as a coach and who is not signed. I don't really understand how coaches switch teams like this. It's it's bizarre to me. They just have buyouts um, or something. I don't know. It must be like the new team just absorbs the contract. Let me ask you something. What's Frank Reich doing? Is he did he take a job yet? No. He got fired. 
Oh, you'd like Frank Reich? He's collecting a head coach salary from two teams at the same time. As an OC? Is he really? Yes. That's right. The Colts, no, that doesn't get voided once you like sign. There's got to be something in that. Once there you sign with there usually contract. is offset language. So maybe not. I don't I don't know exactly. But there's but a chance. There's as a as chance an, he's getting paid. As an OC, bring him in for at least an interview, right? Like, I mean, I'd take him over I mean, half the guy they're half the guys they're talking about. The number of names out, yeah. There's not a ton of names out he there. He won't come here. No, I doubt it. Where is he from? Peterson's tree? Yes. Which is from Andy Reid? Doug yep. Peterson? Yeah. Yeah. Not, I mean, Andy Reid's tree. Not bad. You hear it? So what do you think about the Bill Belichick saga of not Bill not being signed? Unbelievable. It's weird. It's Unbelievable, really weird. but understandable <clears throat> because yeah. he would command full control. Like that's what he's asking. Well, you know, Schefter and, came out recently and said, "Well, he doesn't want he, what is he like? His little puppet? He goes out there. He's like, well, Bill doesn't say that. It's like, oh, really, Adam? <laughs> yes, he is his puppet. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. Well, Bill's going to have a huge footprint, whether or not he has final say or or he's the right. de facto yeah, final yeah. uh, chooser. This, this he's true. just going to have a huge footprint because he's going to say this is the type of football team we need to build. And then other people. And then also, Bill's got a legendary work ethic. And it's, it's not just from the media, like uh, you get inside information of people who are like, Bill works fucking constantly. It's like right. 19 hours a day. It's insane. The guy doesn't sleep. It's going to take, it's going to, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just going to say, he's going to go into an organization. He's going to start holding people accountable to work the way he does. And right. if you're one of those people around there, you're like, fuck, this guy's going to kill me. It's going to yeah, take an owner like to hire Bill Belichick and not a GM. Yes. Because a GM will be in trouble. The second oh, he hires Bill Belichick, screwed. he might be out of a fucking job the second he hires Bill Belichick. And all the people, his assistants, all that shit could go out the window. All There's a lot of people in the building that would be fired. The second yeah. Well, the best Bill part Belichick is that, I, you know, I don't, maybe Bill said no to Atlanta. That's possible. But the that they got Raheem Morris. I thought Raheem was a fantastic candidate. It's oh just, my if you, God, if you dude, compare was... him to Belichick, no one's going to look good in that. Yeah, but comparison. he was a terrible head coach. It was 10 years ago. Yeah, it was so bad. It took him 10 years to get another one. It, he was all right. So Raheem Morris was like 35 when he became a head coach. True. And he had only been in the league for like six years. It was it was actually kind of similar to the Gerard Mayo story. It didn't go well for Raheem. And then he ended up becoming an excellent defensive coordinator out of that. That's true. And now, that if true. you're uh, yeah. ten years older, he's he's worked under some great coaches. He's probably learned a lot of lessons. Over Bill, that's a that's they better they better really hit a home run here, or but, that but, decision yeah. is just going to be scrutinized. Well, like Ryan that, said, I think the GM and Rich McKay, the CEO, talked to Arthur Blank out of it. Who was on the competition committee and yeah. and and someone that Bill has blasted. Who? Yeah. Rich McKay. Rich McKay, the competition he the committee. He's the CEO. He was the GM in Tampa for he's when the they CEO when like John Gruden Atlanta? was there. Yeah, but he's now, the head of the competition committee, and and Bill throughout the years has blasted. Yeah, the he competition hates him. Committee. I know he hate, he hates so, that dude. You're gonna hire way. that guy? He fucking hates me. Like I'm not hiring that guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, he. It's yeah, just tough. Right. <laughs> and then it's also if you're hiring Bill, you're gonna get a lot of change. And it, it there's going to be growing pains, and then also it's only going to last like three years, right? Yeah. But now they're talking the about him sitting out a year, and it's like sitting out a year. He's going to be seventy three or whatever. And that now he oh now he's the big hire. If he sits out a year, I want him to go to the cardiologist every week because it's the classic like this guy worked his fucking ass and off, and then he retired, and then he dropped in six months, and I'm like I'm worried for him. It happens all the time, man. It you does know, workaholics. And all of a sudden you don't have work and you don't know what to do with yourself. It's yeah, it's a real thing, man. It's a you yeah. know, mental health yeah. thing and, and people don't know how to deal with it. So, yeah. Belichick. I think one thing that really surprises me is it was only really one team in on him from the beginning. Yeah. You know, um, there were a lot of vacancies <laughs> was, I think six, six vacancies. I think About it was eight. There were eight at one time, but Mayo, that was one. And, right. Right. Okay. Uh, Chargers, Panthers, Falcons, yeah, Chargers Seahawks, got uh, Patriots, Har uh, Harbaugh, Commanders, which isn't a surprise. Commanders. Commanders are still open, right? Commanders and Seahawks Commanders are just... still open, and I Seahawks think Seahawks just got filled. Mike McDonald, DC from Baltimore. Yeah, he's very wow. young. I think he's thirty-six. 
Yeah, Mayo was the youngest coach in the NFL for like two weeks. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, Washington, so they got your boy GM Adam Peters, who is the assistant GM in San yeah. Francisco. Yeah, and then you. you knew as soon as that hire went in that Bill was not on a possibility there because that guy's not going to be like, hey, I finally got my team to manage. And oh, here you go. Why don't I hire this guy that's going to get all yeah. the credit and make yeah. all here, take my power all, away all as soon as I get it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a tough one because I really think they were banking on Ben Johnson. Uh, in Washington, I thought so too. And you know, he went there and he was like, "I'm not dealing with this." Shit. I don't know. I'm going and back he, to Detroit. Well, he strung him along because the story is that <laughs> this week after Detroit lost, the Commanders like personnel they went to Detroit to go talk to both Ben Johnson and Aaron Glenn. And before the meeting, Ben Johnson informed them he wasn't going to leave Detroit. That's bizarre. That yeah. and wow. you know what they here's the craziest thing about this. That's a weird. That's like a Josh McDaniels move almost. Mm-hmm. The craziest thing about this is Detroit is not giving Ben Johnson a different deal. Yeah. They're keeping him on the same pay, everything. Yeah, he just said no. I mean, why wouldn't you want – that seems well, great. You got a brand-new owner. You got a new GM. You got the number two overall pick. Yes. You're in a huge city. Like, yes. I don't know why you wouldn't say yes to that. Imagine, huge pay grade. Pay up, imagine you know, grade. a lot of positives. Right, Washington yeah, is not like – I mean, they're a bad team. But like but there's not pieces there you can build on, right? Like they've drafted some good players, especially at wide receiver. You bring in like a Drake May, and you and you maybe they have cap space. Bring in a, a couple linemen. Yeah. Why would you not want that job as a new owner? Bizarre. They got weapons too. They got weapons offensively. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I mean you never know. Dan Campbell is a a pretty big culture builder. He might have convinced. Ben Johnson and everybody else there that, Hey, let's fucking do this together. And then once we win one, you can go. That reeks of unfinished business. Yeah. Doesn't it? Like I just have something to prove a little bit. Should we, should we lean into the games now after we haven't talked? I think that's perfect. Segway. Good segue. Uh, Since we're already talking about the lions, why don't we start with the NFC championship game? Lions are seven and a half point underdogs in San Francisco. A lot of, I mean, after what we saw from San Fran and the Packers in that rain in, in uh, the outdoor stadium, I was looking at it like, if the, if there's weather for this Dome team, I'm going to be pretty worried about it. Plus, yeah. uh, there just didn't seem to be a possibility that Detroit's secondary was going to shut down a passing attack. Meanwhile, in the first half, they're up 17 points, 24 yeah. to 7. San Fran gets the ball at half. They know, all right, it's business right now. They come out, they ended up getting stopped before getting in the end zone. Field goal, 24-10. Detroit goes down, 24-10. And they decide to go for it on fourth down instead of kicking a, I think it was a 43 or 48-yard field goal, somewhere in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't convert. And then San Fran goes on to score a touchdown. Brandon IU crazy catch. Immediate fumble uh, on the following possession yep. from Jameer Detroit, Gibbs. Jameer Gibbs. Yep. Uh, and then they score again right away. And all of a sudden it's 24, 24. And you're like, holy shit, they blew it. They already blew it. And then they continue to blow it yeah. after that. They just wouldn't they couldn't get it done. to kick field goals. I mean, that's the thing. If they kicked, went for field goals, even if you missed one, you're still up at that point. And then in the end of the game, when it all boils down, you're now playing for the win at the end or, you know, for the, you're, you're already tied. Tie. You're already yeah. tied, and if you get the ball back, you know, on the off- onside kick, now you're playing for the win. So it just shifted everything, and I know a lot of people have been talking about it. It's, it's you know, it's the stats, it's the numbers of the game and all the crap that they talk, and it just, well, if you just watched the football game, you would have known if you just put the pressure on them and kept getting points. That's what everyone always says. Dan well, Campbell. What you need to ask the analytics community. Analytics. Analytics, thank you. Analytics community is – Okay, it's fourth and three on the other team's 30. Uh, here's the game situation. They, they plug all that shit in. But then you go, okay, I have San Francisco's offense or Kansas City's offense versus right. I got the Patriots offense. Mm-hmm. Is it right. go, no go the same for both teams? Because if it is, then your stat is bullshit. Yeah, your stat is completely horseshit. Yeah. Plus, when you factor in the odds of making a field goal versus making a fourth down, it's like, why not go with the sure one with that when there's only X amount of time left on the clock? You know, you like, what are they factoring in these analytics? Because I'm sure 
if we wanted, we would have come out with analytics that said you should kick the field goal. <laughs> I mean, it was multiple times. That's that's like right. You know, you don't have foresight to know it's going to be multiple times, but there was a chance to to go up three scores, and they went for they it, and they were still up two scores, and it's like I know it pissed me off so much. You dude. know, it pissed a lot of people off. I know, the, I know, the three these, score is a big thing. Three scores is huge, man, and they had a chance to put this game away so many times, and I mean. Reynolds not catching the ball on a fourth down. It was an easy catch. Yeah. And you you could blame the players. I don't know how I mean, for that, you can't really blame the coach. You know, he put him in a position to fucking win that. And Reynolds can't catch a ball that's in his fucking hands. Did it twice, by the way. Um, and then you get the Jameer Gibbs fumble, and it was just like, all right, we're melting down now. Can we just take some fucking points? You know what I mean? Like, and and to you were in San Francisco. To put that team down like that, they were done. You should have just kept burying them. You know, keep you know, burying them. That's what you do. You keep, you don't let the, you know, I know going forward on fourth down wouldn't be considered taking your foot off the gas, but it's almost too much. Like, I know you've on. had kicking problems throughout the year, and, and this is kind of the, the identity of that team is we're going to be aggressive. We're going to fucking, yeah, that's Dan you Campbell, know, bite your kneecaps off and, and, and whatever. But like at some point, just, just, be situationally sound. Stop listening to these fucking guys in the booth right. telling you the analytics of, you know, just just take some fucking points, you know? it yeah. Sometimes it takes balls to do the safe thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, uh, what's, what's funny about this is San Francisco was, their whole reputation was they can't come from behind and they have to come from behind playoff wins this year. Yeah. And for some reason, I feel worse about them. I'm like, I don't really trust that they're a great I, team. Even I don't they just, feel, yeah. The biggest thing was they can't come from behind and they just did it two times and I still don't believe it. I mean, it's like, but the two times they've come from behind, it was the other team just blowing it. But you could say that about most comebacks. You could say that for most comebacks for sure. But like, I wasn't, it didn't seem like the 49ers were for, you know, they, they came back and scored a lot, but it wasn't like the flow of the game. Like, it wasn't like they were just unstoppable the second half. There was, like, a lot of stupid mistakes that happened that kept converting converting first downs for the 49ers. I mean, it was like Purdy was running the ball. Yeah. And, you know, they changed up their defensive scheme a little bit. And, you know, just stupid things. There was a couple penalties. It was bad. I mean, not as yeah. bad as the Ravens collapse, but. All obviously. right, let's get, let's get to that one. So, uh, AFC Championship game in Baltimore. This was just. Baltimore came out Pressing. flat. They came out real flat uh, in this game. Kansas City goes up to, I think it was just a seven-point lead. Yeah, and then Baltimore responded right away, and then Kansas City scored a touchdown, and then Baltimore fumbles. And you're like, oh, shit. Right. This is about to get bad. And then they force, the defense forces a turnover on downs right there. So you're like, oh, they dodged one. All right, time to respond. Mm-hmm. They didn't score until the very end of the game. There was only goal. three points scored in the second half of this game. Yeah, it was seventeen points to scored. seventeen to seven at halftime, so it was a ten point. Ten points. Nuts. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I mean, they just for reason, and a lot of people have, have been making a big stink about this, but it, it needs to be reiterated. Baltimore was one of the best running teams in the NFL, and Kansas City had one of the worst rushing defenses. And Baltimore and handed the ball off eight times, six times <laughs> to running backs, and every time they handed it off, it was like a seven or eight yard gain. Yeah. In a it game totally... where you were you were down ten for like forty minutes, yeah. literally, it's not like they were. It wasn't insurmountable. We talked about a three score game. This was a ten point game for the majority of the game, and they still didn't hand it off. This yeah. is what you're good at. This is what they're bad at. And they you were take advantage. That was all coaching. I mean, Lamar. I didn't think played bad. He wasn't. Didn't really have a good completion percentage. Some guy, you know, seemed like it was it raining a little bit out there. I couldn't tell. It always seems like it's rainy in Baltimore. Yeah, right. But just like their play calling was every, you know, it seemed like every first down was just a bomb downfield. And occasionally it worked. And then Zay Flowers fumbled it out the, uh, you know, yeah, backside of the wow. end zone, which sucked yeah. wow. after a huge big play. But it just seemed like, yeah, they, they weren't running the ball, as you stated. But there were no over-the-middle throws. There was nothing on the sidelines. It was like everything was deep. They were going, sending everyone deep. And Lamar, after the game, said he wasn't. They weren't expecting that many blitz plat packages. 
Okay. From Steve Spagnolo. So That's like his from, whole reputation. And in yeah, and Harbaugh and Spagnolo came up through the same system, I think. They've coached together, like they know each other. They've been yeah. coaching each other for versus each other for a long time. Like you don't know that. And not only do you not know it, once you see it happening for the first two quarters, you don't know how to fucking fix it. Yeah. Right. You just yep. start throwing screens and start running the ball and doing some, you know, different things to throw off the blitz packages. And like you said, Kansas City didn't score in the second half. It wasn't like they were running up the score on you. You just had to get a couple touchdowns. You would have won the game. Yeah. And they were running the ball yeah. well. That's the terrible worst part about it. For me, it was just like, and, and it's all John Harbaugh for me. Like, you put the ball in Lamar Jackson's hands, and you said, I'm going to have you throw 37 times. Yeah. You know? And, and we that's a run-first team. It always has been. It always will be. And it should be. And they totally got away from it. They played then, scared. You know, you just had some untimely things. Lamar Jackson losing a fumble. Yep. Dave Flowers losing that a bad. fumble. That 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 pick. What a bad throw. That was a, like at the end. Mac Jones esque throw. Yeah, and and they were trying to say it was interference. The ball wasn't even close. Yeah. You can't call interference if the ball's uncatchable for the receiver. Like well underthrown, throws a pick late in the game. Um Kansas City's defense, hats off to them, but honestly, they got let off the hook. They really Big did. Time. Big time. You know, we They ran the ball on first and second down, like, not, like, barely at all. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? You're Baltimore. You're well, supposed dude, to be every setting the tone, time, running the ball. Every time have... they did it, they ran for positive yardage. And it wasn't they got like stopped that once or twice. Kansas City's offense wasn't putting them to bed. They were no. there the whole game. They could have, I mean, 17 to. The game was never out of hand. The game was never out of hand for Baltimore. It was always, even to the very end, you're like, well, they could still win it. It's still close enough. If something crazy happens, they yeah. can win. Yeah. It was you always know? untimely fuck-ups. You know, Zay Flowers, yeah. I give him a pass because he's a rookie, you know, and he, and he right. had some big plays all year, all year long. In this game, I think he had, what, 115 yards and a touchdown? Should have yeah. had two touchdowns. Yeah, no, he played. I mean, besides like that, that, he was their only offense. Um, Andrews didn't do much. Their other tight end was all right. And then, you know, even when they were trying, I think when they got that last field goal, too, I think everything, they were, what, like the 20? They they weren't, it wasn't goal line by any means, right? And they threw it every time into the end zone, like 20 yards downfield and didn't get any. It's like, dude, you, you can get a first down here. Do you guys not know that? And then they had to kick the field goal. <laughs> when I look at six carries for for running for their two running backs throughout the entire game, yeah, that's negligence. It's... That's that's a coaching error. That's honestly, yeah. if he wasn't well established as a coach, I would consider firing his ass. Like you talk about Harbaugh. I'm talking about John Harbaugh. I mean, yeah, because it goes all the way to the the head coach. It, a glaring mistake like that that doesn't get remedied during the entire game. JJ, yeah, six that, that goes all six, the way to that. Six carries for their running backs. That was it. That's it. For how many yards? Twenty-three. Look. Twenty-three yards. Okay, so you're averaging what you're supposed to, what you hope to average in a game. And you just don't do it. I know, dude. They had the whole second half. They just that's what I didn't understand. It was. The second half, they came out and they just started throwing bombs. And it's like, I get it. You have Zay Flowers. He he caught a bomb already. That's great. And you guys can do that. But set it up a little bit. Yeah. Yep. You know? And on the other yes. side of the ball, I, I, you got to take your hat off to to Kelsey and 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 Pacheco. yeah, he killed it. I mean, they didn't uh, really double Kelsey. They kind of just let him do what he wanted. There was some yep. times where he was wide open. It's like, Pacheco. what are you guys doing over there? Pacheco played well. I mean, he runs hard, dude. Like his career is going to be so short. Yeah, the, the way he was. Yeah. I, I think about. I don't know if you guys remember Marion Barber. Yeah, I was gonna say that name. He reminds me a little bit of Marion Barber the way he runs, like just violent, and like not that talented, but just effort and like yeah, you know that gets you that can get you a long way, but it probably probably have a pretty short career because you're getting fucking hit, dude, and like yeah, yeah. neat. And on the I flip he side, great. he only had 68 yards on 24 carries, but they, they felt like they all mattered. Pacheco right? did. Like, yeah. But they that's, did. that's the thing. It gives an identity to your team and, and you get uh time possession. You get into a lot easier third downs. Yeah. And it slows down the blitz. Like JJ said, so it's 
That's you know, what they totally needed to do. changes the complexion of the game. The, the Ravens refused to do that. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 11 catches on 11 targets. Mahomes what? was was super duper efficient. He um, was really, really accurate. No uh, mistakes. Time. Yeah, no mistakes. He he was he was really good. I mean, he wasn't as great as we've seen him before, but he's and it's only he's, 17 he doesn't points, need so. to be. He's he playing differently this season, I think, because of who's surrounding him. He doesn't yeah. he doesn't have the weapons to play the same way that he did previously. And they're more reliant uh, on that defense too. Oh and yeah, that, that's a good defense. You know, maybe it is a good defense, run, but it's a pretty good defense. One um, one more thing, I just wanted to say about Travis Kelsey. He, when you watch his routes, I would love to see. You know how they have like the computer chip or whatever in in their shoulder pads, and they can track how they run routes. Oh yeah. Whenever you hear it all the time from announcers, though, that's a seven route. They're they're running the nine route. That's the sale or the seven routes, the sale. And, oh, he's going to run the the five route. Those are just like the classic route trees where you you run straight and then you cut in a certain direction. Right. Travis Kelsey does not run routes. If you watch him, he just zigs and he zags and then he goes, okay, I'm going to hang, hang right here. He's looking at And just like, it's like, he runs like, like routes, like a snake. And it's, it's it's kind of brilliant. Like he it is. I I don't know who, how they up, call it. That's like pick up football. Go, you do whatever. You do your thing. We're he's all going to run these routes, and and you just get open. He's open all the fucking time. Well, he's that's why smart. when you double cover him, he can't do that. But they don't fucking. They didn't do it. They didn't do it at all. He's a smart receiver. He knows exactly where the weak spots are, and he gets there. Um, yeah, and Mahomes know, is of, reading it the exact same way as him. Oh, a lot yeah. of people rank he their tight ends or whatever. I don't necessarily. Uh, he is a tight end, but I don't necessarily consider him a tight end because he doesn't block for shit. He's really like, a wide receiver. He's in the Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Shannon Sharp wasn't a tight end. He was a giant receiver. Giant receiver. Yeah. Um, and and he's I mean, great at it. So you know, I don't you got to give it to Mahomes, bad. dude. The fucking four times, four four seasons in a row getting to the Super Bowl. I mean, I didn't Not think in a row. Were, four out of five. Four out of five, right? I'm sorry. Um, still, like they weren't the best team this year. No, and no. all year people I didn't were think dogging they were them, and I said anywhere close to dude. it. And they're they, fucking dangerous. They got you know? there again, so I guess so, that leads to the next one. So now we got Chiefs and Niners matching up in Vegas. Uh, I hear that the Chiefs are wearing red, the Niners are wearing white, so that's going to make my decision for me. Now I'm just playing. I just I want to see those those classic Niners like burgundy jerseys. Those are so sick. Um, I know, right? That would have been nice. But in this matchup, I can't go against the Chiefs. the The way the Chiefs are finding a way to win and the professionalism that they're showing and and the quality of the coaching. My God, Steve Spagnuolo was incredible. Andy Reid has yeah like revamped the way this offense goes about their business and has gotten everybody on board. All these superstars on board. I can't go against them. And the fact that I don't feel like the Niners pass rush has been a factor in either of the two playoff games so far this year. Compared to where they should be, too. It really should be the strength of their team. Chase Young is unplayable. Chase Young is flat out unplayable against the run. Walking around. My God. He's horrendous. Did you see him on that touchdown run? Yeah. Yeah, he's not good. What are you doing, man? The guy's right there. Oh, someone else like get him? Like, is that is that what we're thinking? It's a fucking playoff game. Get your head in it, dude. I could. He uh, made like one play and started celebrating. I was like, and I'm thinking to myself, like, there you are. That's yeah. why you got. You traded. haven't done shit all game. Yeah, but the, even the the rest of that unit with all the talent they have in that Bosa, defensive is line, Bosa. Bosa's there, right? Bosa's yeah, Bosa's a, Bosa's a factor. He's he's, he's very a factor. Good. Yeah, he's very you, you you have but, to know where he is every single time, which is nice because he lines up in the same spot every single but what, time. What two years? He hasn't been as dominant as his two when he was. What was it? Two years ago when no well, one he just faced Penny Sewell the whole game and Penny Sewell. That's true. That's you know, a, it's that's... funny we talk about drafting tackles and and how good tackles are and you and you always want a left tackle. Penny Sewell's playing right tackle. Yeah, and I swear to God, I that is as important right now in the NFL the way the way things are moving. Yeah, right tackle is just as important, you know. I, yeah, I get that you can't see the guy in your blind side, but um, but that's and, where people like to roll out is to the right. So if you sure up that right side, you can roll out that way. He did a right. great job, and, and he's, he's been fucking incredible. He was so good, so all season. I, I was trying to remember. Oh, it was against the Cowboys. The Lions were playing the Cowboys, and uh, they kept matching up Parsons on Penay Sewell, and he was just dominating. Parsons. Dominating. He didn't even and know was he was like, there. So just good, move dude. him around. He, he matches, he lines up everywhere. I get that Nick Bosa is really comfortable in that spot and they keep him there. 
But move but him around. Move Dude, Parsons around. If you well, put Trent Williams Bosa and, too. And, and and if you gave me a draft and said take Trent Williams on the left or Penny Sewell on the right, I would have a hard time. Yeah, Penny Sewell, tough. Penny Sewell out in space too. Yeah, you throw a screen, he's downfield, fucking smashing dudes, finishing them to the to the dirt. You know. Yeah, yeah. it's incredible. So the, the fact that the Niners' pass rush hasn't been quite the the game changer that they really should be. Uh, I just, I got to go chiefs taking the chiefs. I mean, I, it is tough to bet up against chiefs and really Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes, you know, the, what, what he did in Buffalo last year with 13 seconds left or whatever the hell that was on this year where they don't have the talent on the outside. It's Kelsey and, you know, Rashi rice has shown up here and there um, at least in the playoffs too. It's tough to bet against them, but I don't know. I'm thinking, 49ers, man. Kyle Shanahan gets there with his hand-picked team, and if he loses another Super Bowl, like, it it means – it might mean more for him losing than Mahomes losing. I, I think, think it it's... means more for Shanahan losing. So, I don't know. And they got so much fucking talent. Like, yeah, the Kansas City can't defend the run. Well, McCaffrey should expose that, and I do not think Shanahan is going to shy away from running the ball especially to McCaffrey. I feel like McCaffrey is going to be the ultimate Swiss army knife in this game where it's going to be really hard because, you know, on the outside, Kansas city's got some good players. Sneed's playing really fucking well on the outside cornerback for them. So, you know, go against Debo or Ayuk. You still have Kittle. Um, what was it? You check or what's their fucking use, pullback? You check, you check making plays yeah. over there. You know, they good, they have so many fucking people on offense that I think it's a completely different animal than what they just played in Baltimore. And 17 points isn't going to cut it. If they can't, man, they might score. I mean, I would think they'd score more than that in the Super Bowl, but I, I have a tough – I don't want Kansas City to win. See <laughs> the 49ers – I mean, the 49ers have enough to do it. I guess that's what I'm getting at. They have enough to do it. It's yeah. a matter of if Kyle Shanahan, you know, shits the bed or – does something stupid or makes a dumb call or a couple, you know, a couple bad plays to go their way and they can't dig it out. That's how Kansas city gets them. But they, the Niners are a more talented team. I think, I think it's a huge game. Well, besides the, the quarterback, you know, of course, quarterback is complete. You know, you can't just say it's that clearly, but... it's clearly a big game, but I think it's a big game for the coaches. Kyle, Kyle Shanahan to make his name against the Andy Reed. Old school coach. Yeah. Um, you know, we people have been piping up this tree for so long. Shanahan, McVeigh, you know, McVeigh's done his business. Um McVeigh won. I love the construction of the 49ers team. The way they're built, Brock Purdy that doesn't hurt him, you know, makes the right plays, makes the right passes, looks fearless in there. Um, not the not the most talented guy, but He's on time. He's on schedule. And he runs it when he needs to. And, and he makes and he enough lets, throws. He lets his playmakers eat. And there's a lot to be said about that. That's hard. That's honestly, it's hard to find. A lot of guys want to play hero ball. He doesn't want to play hero ball. He wants to fucking, you know, be get the ball in his playmakers' hands. I really lean towards the Chiefs in this game because of Mahomes and the, the experience factor. It's a big game, jitters, that kind of thing. Something about Purdy is tough. Makes, makes me feel like, yeah, he's a tough kid. It, no, but it's tough. It's a tough. He's the the only question. He's, he's the, the question. question mark. He's the question. If it wasn't for I him, look I at, think Niners walk away with it. I think that the biggest differential in this game is if the 49ers can stick to the run game and open things up with Debo and, and McCaffrey and, and use Debo in different ways. Uh, of course, you can use McCaffrey in different ways. Um, if they can not abandon the run, they can definitely beat the Chiefs. And yep. you guys are both picking the Chiefs. I'm gonna I'm gonna go. No, ahead no, and pick no. The 49ers. I didn't for officially you. pick the Chiefs. I'm picking the Niners. I'm picking wow. the Niners. <laughs> I can't pick the Chiefs in all good faith. I mean, it's I. That's what it is. I think Shanahan has to call the game of his life, and his players have to execute to a T, and they'll win. But if they come out like they did against Detroit and go down like that's a, I don't think they're going to claw back, claw back if they're down 17 nothing or 
you know, 21 nothing or whatever it happens to be, you know, kind of like these games yeah. have gone. I don't think they're going to be able to do that on mm. Kansas City. Mahomes is too good to make that not happen. Yeah. Like, he will make the play to keep the lead, unlike Detroit and Goff. But if the Niners can, you know, come out firing and play the football that they play most of the time, and not the football they play on all their losses, because all their losses, they got blown out. That's the thing, too, right? Didn't they get, like, blown out in every loss? Yeah, they weren't close yeah. games. It was just like all of a sudden. So it's like, who shows up? Are you going to show up this week? Or... I don't see any. I don't see a blowout on either side possible. Like I just feel like these two teams are really competitive. The difference I yeah. feel like is in the run game on both sides. In favor of the in favor of the Forty ers I think they could stop the run, and I think they can run. True. And definitely. Definitely. That sets up everything else, you know. So <clears throat> Mahomes is tough, but my brain kind of says. Chiefs, but my heart is just saying, <laughs> please, no. This, baby. please, no, you know? not the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're about um, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift all offseason. It's like, oh, it, hey, let me ask you guys anyway, does the Taylor Swift stuff bother you? I don't really give a shit. Not one I bit. don't give two shits. I think it's kind of stupid that they focus on her after every play. They're like, what does Taylor Swift think? It's like, I don't give a shit. Can you stop? It's not even you know, a I... fucking subject for me. Like, And I... she just jumping up and down. And then the best part about it was Travis Kelsey's brother in the back with his shirt off, just like crushing Did you guys hear that? Did he? <laughs> Did you see him, dude? You didn't no, see him didn't. up there? It's like Taylor Swift jumping up down and it's just fucking Jason Kelsey like manning out with his just chest hair out and everything. Uh, that's beer. awesome. Screaming. That's fantastic. So I saw him at the Bills. I made game. it like a joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It totally doesn't bother me. It's it's. Randy's. I'm, I'm sure it's huge. Great. Taylor Swift. I'm a massive Ryan. Taylor Swift fan. And, if you didn't know, but I don't care. I didn't one know. way or the other. He he's been a, he's been probably one of the oldest like, Swifties like of the music? around of the oh, music. Yeah. I'm a music. Like Taylor Swift since. Oh, yeah. You do. <laughs> yeah. Big time. Oh fuck. Okay. Oh yeah. Granted, what, I'm a, when I'm she a, first came out, she's our age, right? I was in the 98th percentile on Spotify for oh, Taylor Swift that, listens. That's a lot. For that's a, dude, a lot. For yeah. a dude. My wife shares the account, but it's mostly me. I'm but honest. When she first, she's our age. She's me and Sean's that is age. shocking to me. Released yeah. what? When she released music when we were like 18? Is yeah, it was, was in high school. Okay, so she started releasing. In high school. I'm going to be and 40 they... in like two weeks. All right, so I'm way off that. I know JJ's into rock. I'm into synth wave. You're into Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift and Sam Cooke and Johnny Cash. I'm oh, all well, Sam Cooke and Johnny Cash. I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah, I, but... <laughs> I, I just don't get it, I guess. But um, I yeah. haven't really, you know, I again, I haven't sat down. And and I just think album, it's so. hilarious. I think it's hilarious how much, I mean, I get why the NFL is going full boat marketing. I understand it, but it's She's kind of funny that they, the planet. Did you that I feel like they need that, she... that because they do seem to need it. Like their viewership, the tickets that we've been looking at all, all year, how we've been following the ticket prices. Like, I feel like they need that. I They're was at kinda, the Pats for whatever Chiefs reason. And she was there and I was going, I was going to wrap up my gear or whatever. And they told me I couldn't cross this area because Taylor Swift was coming through with their bodyguard. And I said, fuck that. I don't care. You know, I'm, <laughs> You know, we're in the entertainment industry. We see stars we all the time, and, and we don't really give a shit. Like, I went around. I walked through, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? We're, I'm not starstruck. I just don't really give a shit, you know? She needs some serious security. She's too, way too famous. Way too famous. But Who would yeah. you be starstruck to see? Was it just... I can tell you my Tom Brady story. Uh, yeah? I saw Tom Brady one time. He was uh, he was staying at a hotel and I got some intel that he was staying there. And so oh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I went yeah. to the bar and you fanboy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I was just and it was there were like other Patriots there, too. And I was I was totally into it. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe this guy's there and that guy's there. Uh, and then Brady walked in and my I, I left my body. <laughs> Like my body just got up automatically and started walking directly at him. Oh, and then it wasn't just me either. There were other people too. And it formed this semicircle around him. Nobody oh, got God. like real close. Like we were probably all 20 feet away at least. Uh, but close, close enough. And then we all just stopped and like, Oh my God, that's Tom Brady. And then he, he just goes, Hey everybody, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then he left. It was like eight 15. Uh, uh Tom, wait, Tom, wait. Yeah, right. Find my like, chest. 
I can't believe it, but I swear to God, it was an out of body experience. Like that's awesome. I, I don't rem- I didn't make my body get up. It just I've never moved. been like that close to Tom, but I've been close to Belichick and you know some some big stars, and and so is JJ, Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds, and fucking you know who, whoever. But this kid, he talks to Casey Affleck when we're shooting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, they're just people, man. They're just He's got Matt a Damon. Boston accent. Yeah, we talked to on. we talked to Matt Damon about Yetis, but I don't. I just they're just dudes, you know. Yeah, like just people. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So that's the Super Bowl. I'm sure Taylor's gonna hop in her time machine or have one invented so that she can be there at the same time well, as her concert. I can't wait. I'd love to see the Chiefs lose and then them flash to Taylor Swift's box and be like, "What's she doing up there?" Empty. Uh, She's gone. Um, we uh, do we get into this winners? Yeah, dude. What <laughs> I mean, Kelsey is is fucked, right? Like this thing. You mean is go- there's a- oh, you mean he's got to marry her or not? I mean, yeah, yeah, he's he's screwed. There you go. We're there's no good way for real him to get out of here. This. Like he's Patriots committed. podcast goes household weekly. He, he doesn't oh, need to get out of it. I mean, if, 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 well, if he ever does, he's going to get, he's going to get so much hate from the Swifties. Oh, he's going to, oh, yeah. the Swifties are going to kill him. Oh yeah. Well, he's going to have rabbit animals sometimes, right, Sean? It's going to be a fucking album. Kelsey, you fucked me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, uh, probably choose a different title, but um, I'm what sorry. were you going to say? What were you going to say, Ryan? There's one other thing we needed to talk Did about. Did we get into something? Uh, I mean, we I have a lot of stuff I want to get into, but but we got we got other weeks. We have other weeks. I mean, the we got to fill a whole off season of trash here. The senior bowl is happening right now. I'm big on the senior bowl. It's a big thing for me. Um, There's a lot of good players there right now that are potential draft candidates. I mean, Penix and Knicks are there. Um, Michael Pratt. There's a. I mean, okay. So here you go. You mentioned you asked the the question before the podcast we I, something we could end on is what quarterback would you go for if you had if they all fell who would you want see this is what like we should really save is like you'd rather save that all right we could save I that think the a quarterback discussion is something teaser. We come back really... next week figure out who sean and ryan want for yeah. quarterback because james really doesn't have an opinion yet well, there yeah, you go you'll, you'll no not that. yet i mean before the draft i'm gonna know who i want but yeah. you know we got a lot a lot, a lot of time what is it may now May, draft, yeah, I think it's in May. Is, were they pushed it to May? Yeah, it's like it's the first May weekend now. in May. Remember? It's like That's... the Kentucky Derby weekend. Right. The one, one thing I'll say about two years in May. One thing I'll say about the Senior Bowl is you get to see these guys who played across the country in the same spot next right. to each other. And I remember a couple of years ago, I definitely I was not high on Justin Herbert. I saw a lot of Paxton Lynch in the offense that he was running in Paxton Oregon, and, and I was Lynch. scarred. Um, but you, the, all the stories that week were about Justin Herbert next to these other quarterbacks, and it's like he is head and shoulders above them as a prospect. And just because you could see them next to each other, you're like, oh, my God, this is so fucking clear cut. Yeah. And so we, we might be getting some stories like that when you put these quarterbacks next to each other. You don't know which one's going to float to the top. They're going to say Michael right. Penick's arm is insane or Bo Nix, uh, his stature and, and his poise is, is incredible. You don't know. Bo Nix is a heck of an arm, too. Really. I mean yeah. – Granted, he's he's twenty four. He's been through the ringer. Um, Penix ain't a spring chicken either. There's a, there's a lot we're gonna get into with these quarterbacks. I think we're gonna do a, a quarterback top five or top nope. six. We should do a top six uh, ranking plus sleepers, plus sleepers, <laughs> and then we'll have sure. to get in. This is fun because we get to do these power positions where it's like tackle. Um, quarterback receiver receiver yeah yeah and everything's really on the table lot dig of deep into those but i think we're going to do mostly offense because that's what we need i mean i don't think we should take any defensive players in this draft personally maybe you Not know like a fifth and seventh rounder sure you want to go for a fucking d lineman and a cornerback why this not might be but a like, draft where you or an up pick. not a chance this might be a draft where you have the third pick and you just get assets for the third pick yeah i would do we that need a heartbeat. lot we need a lot and it's tough. I mean, you can't really. I take the two firsts and a second and a third. Like, yeah. Well, if you identify a quarterback that's a franchise quarterback, you can't trade that. Like, this correct. is also true. These this are the decisions. True. All right, These we'll keep decisions. that as a teaser. Yeah. Leave, leave them one more, as they say in showbiz. Yes, sir. All right, thank you all for tuning in. 
Uh, please, again, remember to like and subscribe, rate and review to the podcast and the YouTube. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. We will have, uh, we got the Super Bowl to look forward to, and then we got the dark ages of football. But this free, season, free agency, free agencies, $84 million in cap space, best draft capital Patriots have had in a generation. Decades. So, yep. Lots, lots to look forward to here. So thanks for tuning in. Keep tuning in. We'll have way more content for you. And uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys later. All right, guys. See you. Adios.